My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. I've never had a sibling, though I've called men brother. Davis McClyde is one, a stalwart of the Southern Convention we've known each other since boyhood. And we're close, all right, close as blood, I say it without hesitation. Why, we're even as close as Chuck Heston and Stephen Boyd and Ben-Hur. You know, that story what's supposed to be about a Jewish fellow, but after taking its sweet time, is really about Jesus. Cut that film down to the chariot race and the crucifixion, and there's your movie. The rest is just falderall and fiddle-dee-dee, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying that so close was I to Davis that sometimes, and this was his idea, we'd even recreate that little greeting twixt Ben-Hur and Masala, wherein we'd clasp forearms and declare, Down Venus, up Mars! Why, every now and then, Davis would even insist we dress up like gladiators when we did it. That just made him light up, though I'd remind him that Masala later had been her imprisoned as a galley slave. I did? Uh-huh, and that the latter subsequently killed the former in a chariot race. But Davis, he didn't care. He just loved them gladiator togs. Woohoo! Yes, indeed. Anyway, I guess that's neither here nor there, except to say that my parents sired only one offspring, and that was yours truly, Humble Gray. So it's with a bit of a catch in this old farmer's throat that I review today's movie. No! I said review today's movie, and titled The Boss Baby Family Business. It's, of course, a sequel to 2017's The Boss Baby. That's just The Boss Baby with no clarifying title because, you know, it was the first and needed no such designation. Now, the films are inspired by the children's books by Marla Frazzi, who which show how a tiny infant can take over an entire household, but that's just the starting point for the films, which have a considerable piece of time to fill. So the initial photo play related how an only child, Tim, one day out of the blue, got a baby brother, but turned out this new addition to the household, speaking in the mellifluous tones of Alex... I have a beautiful voice. ...Baldwin was actually employed by the mysterious company Baby Corp, which, and, that was, and was just there posing as a little brother long enough to stop an evil plot one in which the world would be flooded with puppies so cute they would steal all the love away from human tots. But of course, as happens in these pictures, Tim and the boss baby bonded and in the end became real brothers. Now, the sequel, it takes place many years later when they're all grown up. That's a terrible idea. No, no, it's viable. Tim's the stay-at-home father of two little girls, and the original boss baby named Ted has become the super successful head of his own company. But despite their earlier closeness, the brothers have over the years grown apart, and now Tim fears that his oldest daughter, second grader Tabitha, is becoming more distant as well. Turns out, however, that infant daughter Tina is also a product of Baby Corp, and she brings the brothers together to stop a new evil plot. This one by Dr. Armstrong, the head of Tabitha's school, who plans to zombify all parents and free all babies from their loving supervision. But baby Tina, as voiced by the wonderful Amy Sedaris, has a trick or two up her sleeve as she presents the brothers with a bottle of baby formula that is literally baby formula, i.e. it will transform them back into children for for 48 hours. Thus, shrunk to the form of tykes, they can infiltrate the school and foil Armstrong's plans. Naturally, in the course of their mission, Tim and his guys as a second grader learns more about what makes his firstborn tick and renews the closeness he'd lost with the girl. Similarly, forced to once again rely on each other, he and Ted are reintroduced to each other's strengths and can bond once more. That's not a spoiler, by the way. It's just SOP for these types of movies. And you know what? As long as we're on the subject, 
I just want to ask the screenwriter, when a big-timer like you puts all these ideas in a film, how do you write them down? With a computer or a pencil or paper or... With my butt. Oh, all right then. Anyway, Ted is again voiced by Mr. Baldwin, while James Marsden does the honors for Tim. Now, I give this movie three bales of hay out of four. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh! That's right, because as in the first movie, there's nothing more hilarious than hearing Alec Baldwin's voice come out of an infant. That's a verifiable fact determined by empirical, empirical scientific evidence. And Amy Sedaris's teen has a stitch as well, striking just the right take-charge note as an ambitious middle manager in a baby's body. Meantime, Jeff Goldblum brings his patented Jeff Goldblumness to Armstrong, proving that those with the most benign delivery make the best villains. Am I right? Of course. And you might not be surprised to be surprised that the not-so-good doctor is hiding a secret of his own. But I'll leave that for you to find out, okay? Okay. Okay. The animation, meantime, is as impressive as ever, the action, textures, and designs being those that we've come to associate with master craftspeople of the digital variety. Particularly impressive is Tim and Ted's race to the school when they miss the bus, riding a pony and other means of transport as they, make, as they hurry to make class. Now, I will say that one, oh, should I say flaw, maybe peccadillo, of this photo play is that the filmmakers seem to have abandoned one of the more interesting conceits of the first picture. In that one, it was never quite clear whether the whimsical aspects of the story, the talking infant, the baby corporation, the nefarious evildoers, were real or just a product of Tim's high-performance imagination. In this movie, we're pretty much asked to take all the events at face value, which puts a little dent in the fun. But there's plenty of humor that even mamas and daddies can enjoy, not to mention a valuable lesson for the youngins. Ew. Oh, it's a gentle one about the eternal bonds of family. In fact, I left the theater so touched by the love twixt Ted and Tim, I called up old Davis McClyde when I got home. And you know what I did for old time's sake? I shouted, down Venus up Mars. He, of course, replied the same and asked if I still had that gladiator outfit. I said, no, oh no, I do not. But do you still have yours? And Davis, he says, yeah, I'm wearing it right now. Well, that was unsettling. Nah, it just means he's a boy at heart. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing the film Black Widow. It's about a gal who can fight, though I know not if she can bake an apple pie. Come meal time, I, I'd rather she knew the latter than the former, lest my dinner companions were rambunctious in the extreme. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>